Oh, oh, hiya, pal. Welcome to the Sack Lunch Podcast with Matt and Matt. If you don't like that, you don't like King's basketball. And welcome back to the Sack Lunch Podcast with Matt and Matt. Matt. What's we, happening? We are back. How you doing? It's been a little while. We've been, uh, we've been, you know, just working and keeping our kids alive and... Uh, <laughs> Under the weather. Recovering from uh, illnesses and viruses and such. There's nothing worse than being sick while your kids are also sick. That could be the wor- one of the worst things. Because they don't understand that you can't do what you normally do, or you're just expected to do what you normally do, but you're not feeling like doing it. Yeah, being sick is bad enough, but then when your kids are sick as well, it's just a whole other level of, of yeah. misery. you got to be Superman. you just got to step up and do what needs to be done, right? Yeah. So here we are, though, healthy ish we're feeling and, good and we are 19 days away from opening night for the kings Ooh, pretty yeah pretty hyped about that i love the month of october i know it's fun we got baseball playoffs going on well football we got, we got football going on and then basketball around the corner yeah so um this episode uh is going to be a little different it's not as analytical it's not as stats driven as much as the previous two episodes there Mm -hmm. is some of that but this is going to be a little bit more lighthearted, fun episode and this is kind of a hot takes episode of sorts where matt and i are gonna just give our predictions we're freestyling uh, for what's going to happen this season we are freestyling indeed so matt we're gonna we're gonna jump into some predictions of what we think is going to happen this year. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk a little Kings as well and wrap it up with some news and notes and a special new segment that we have. So jumping in, let's start at the top. Most valuable player. Last year, obviously, we had the Greek freak. Mm. Matt, who is going to win most valuable player in the NBA in the 2019-20 season? Well, hmm. I'm going to be a little unoriginal and go with the Greek freak again, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Say that three times fast. No, um, thank you. Yeah, last year, incredible numbers, 27 points per game, 12 boards, almost six assists per game, a steal and a block and a half per game. That's unworldly. Uh, some would argue that James Harden should have won it. Um, and I know picking Giannis, it, it seems obvious, but it's actually not because most of the time people don't win MVP two years in a row. Right. I was going to say, it actually isn't that unoriginal because it's pretty rare to win back-to-back MVP awards. Right. One thing I have uh, been reading um, when I check the uh, the Twitter is he's been getting shooting lessons from new teammate Kyle Korver. Okay. And if Giannis... He, that guy can the, shoot a little bit. He can. And if Giannis Antetokounmpo can develop an outside shot... Did you stay up all night practicing saying his name or something? I feel like... Uh, the... Yeah, it is kind of fun to say, and I feel like I can say it pretty decently, so I want to show off a little bit. You caught me there. Okay, I'm just going to call him Greek Freak. So. <laughs> Giannis. Or Giannis. Um, yeah, Giannis is going to have to be sufficient. But like I was saying... If he could develop a jump shot at a consistent rate, um, 
that's it's going to be a cheat code. It's yeah, he be could be scary. If yeah. he can unlock another level somehow, right. uh, it would just be video game-like. It would be unfair. And he's a hard worker. He... Um, he left the season last year on a bad note, and he was he, he said he was pissed off about it. Uh, yeah, and I remembered that he had the, the at the press conference, he had the crowd chant MVP for him, and he said, this is the last time I want you to call me MVP because I'm already focusing on next year, so wait until I win it again to call me it again. Yeah, he's got the, so, co- the Kobe mentality. I like that attitude, yeah. Plus, you know, uh, some would say maybe it's Harden's turn, but... He just got Russell Westbrook in the mix. I can't imagine he's just going to be not taking Last shots. Last time I checked, Westbrook liked to have the ball in his hands. That guy <laughs> likes to shoot every now and then. Yeah. Who, who you got? So I have, um, as you might be aware, Kevin Durant has left the Golden State Warriors. Wait, what? Yeah. And I, I think that Steph Curry if he stays healthy, could have somewhat of a historic year. He Hmm. is a a monster when Durant is out. So per NBA.com, in the playoffs last year, uh, actually earlier this year, my apologies, but in the last season, the playoffs, per 40 minutes with Kevin Durant, Curry averaged 23.1 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 5.3 assists. Still... Very great numbers, you know, yeah. good numbers, solid numbers. Without Kevin Durant in the lineup, okay. per forty minutes, thirty-eight point eight points per game. Wow, six point six rebounds, seven point two assists per game. Just, I mean, he going off. He's just ridiculous without Durant. So I just think, and Clay Thompson is out this year. You're right. Um, he's still got Bradley. Draymond. I do think he needs some role players, but I think he has that a little bit. And he's got um, Russell. Yeah. yeah the Willie Colley Stein, you know? Who? Uh, oh, yeah. So, Kevin O'Connor uh, tweeted recently mm-hmm. um, that Curry averaged 38 points on 27 shots per 75 possessions when KD and Clay were off the floor. That's so good. So, to put that into context, he also mentions that James Harden scored 37 points on 25 shots per 75 last year okay so just the the efficiency and the overall numbers without clay and durant in the lineup curry is just a monster and somebody has to step up right and draymond isn't really that guy russell isn't really that guy either i don't think right um i just think that curry is going to be a monster this year i like curry if he stays healthy to win mvp this year yeah and i mean in order for the warriors to make the playoffs he's going to have to be um his usage is going to have to be high, and he's going to have to be knocking it down, and he's clutch. I think that's a good pick, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go a little younger here, take a look into the future. Rookie of the year, I'm going chalk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got to pick Zion, the, the chosen Aww. one, the generational talent. Um, he was just ridiculous. Player of the year as a freshman last year. Um, shot like the, 68% from the field. He's just, that kid is a freak. He's a monster. He is. I feel and like the media is just already deemed him the rookie of the year. I know. I wanted to pick somebody else, but I was like, on this one, I have to go chalk. So I'm going to say that rookie of the year is Zion. And who do you have for rookie of the year this year? Um, I'm going to go away from the chalk. Uh, but, but I mean, I still see his name on the, in, in the conversation. I'm going to Mr. Ja Morant, uh, okay. from, Mur- I like that. from the little lesser known Murray state. Uh, if you don't know, uh, points per game last year, 24.5, 5.7 rebounds, 
10 assists. That's a big double-double, um, 24 points and 10 assists. Um, likely he brings to the table, he's 6'3". He's a little bit on the light side, but I'm taking this angle because Zion is the chalk, but Jaw is he's playing in Memphis. They're going to be awful. He's going to have no pressure. He's going to get all the touches and playing time that he wants because they're trying to develop him. Um, and, and so I think he's going to have a, a opportunity to put up a lot of numbers. That's true. They could just unleash him from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, similar to Jaron Jackson Jr. Well, they kind of kind of didn't give him the minutes that he deserved, I feel like, at times. But I feel mm -hmm. like this year they're just going to let their young guys run. Yeah. So. No Mike Conley. No Pau Gasol. Or uh, Mark Gasol, rather. Um, yeah, he's going to have all the... All the usage. No reason not yeah. to let those guys just run. Yeah. See what they have there. So that's my pick. I didn't want to pick the same guy as you. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. I know. I, I took the easy way out. So, season wise, mm. who's going to be in the finals this year? Oh, okay. Make me go. Who there. are you picking? Clippers. And the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. The yeah. Joel Embiid-led Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. N no Jimmy Butler. Maybe a little uh, addition by subtraction. But they have um, Al Horford. They have Josh Richardson. They re-signed Tobias Harris. Still have Simmons. And they have Simmons, who's been working on his three-pointer. Mm -hmm. You think Simmons makes a three-pointer this year? Maybe a couple. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he's saying that if he's open, he's going to shoot it. She shoots enough. Some have to go in, right? Yeah. I would imagine, but yeah, no, I, I, he, he's yeah. another guy. Uh, maybe not quite to the level of Giannis, but if if he could develop a, a solid jumper, he could be a scary good player. Yeah, he's good on both ends of the court. Uh, he just can't shoot, but if he could shoot, look out. So, so, yeah. so you've got Clippers and Sixers. I also have the Clippers going to the finals. What do you like about the Clippers? Well, I'll get there uh, in a second because a uh, little spoiler: I may or may not have picked them to. Uh, to, to win it all here, oh, but uh, okay. I, so I'm picking the Bucks to come back in the East, okay, uh, and come to the uh, to, to the, the finals, yeah, to but to make it to the NBA finals this time. Ooh. So I've got Clippers Bucks okay. in the finals. Um, I'm picking the Clippers to win it all. And to answer your question, um, what I like about the Clippers this year is defense. So obviously we know that they added Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who are top ten, you know, if not top five players um, in the league, in, yeah. In the, in the NBA. Um, but the Clippers also have, uh, you know, um, Patrick Beverly. Mm -hmm. um, He's a dog. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like Zubak is a very underrated center as well. He was good for the Lakers. And also Mo Harkless, mm -hmm. solid defender when he was with Portland. Right. So I feel like they've got all... And then Lou Williams, you know, multiple-time Sixth Man Award winner. That's so, not a bad guy to have coming off your, your, your bench, my goodness. Yeah, and so would you, when you think about the defense, when you think about Kawhi, when you think about Paul George, when you think about Patrick Beverly, when you think about Mo Harkless, I mean... Mm -hmm. the, the over-unders of these games, take the under in the well, over-unders right. for the Clippers Yeah, that's, that's going to be nasty. I mean, how how are you going to get by uh, the three-point line, really, with Kawhi and Paul George out there, uh, two elite wing defenders? And then you got Montrez Harrell. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be starting last year. He came off the bench with Lou Williams. I mean, what a bench... Uh, what a bench mob! Um, so that I mean, they almost get, they got stronger when they went to the bench, and now they have Paul George and Kawhi to you know they beefed up their starters, and um, 
Yeah, that's going to be a tough team. I also have the Clippers winning the the championship. Okay, so you do yeah. as well. Okay, do you like anything else about them that hasn't been mentioned yet? I mean, obviously Kawhi and George can score as well, but I like the the defense that those guys bring. Yeah, I, I just don't see how anybody's going to beat them because they're so well rounded as a team. Right. Hate to say it, you know, Kings close second. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, better Clippers than Lakers, right? Yeah, I don't mind the Clippers. They're cool. So, who's your, uh, you know? popular word to throw around nowadays is sleeper who's your who's your surprise team this year that you think could emerge and uh, maybe exceed expectations yeah i'm not going to say emerge because i'm actually i'm picking the toronto raptors okay they won the championship last year but we know that they lost Kawhi, and uh i w- would assume uh, and my initial feeling is that well they lost Kawhi, they're going to be terrible but i mean they still have mark gasol um Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam uh, kind of emerged as a, a a bit of a beast last year, and I think with Kawhi out, um, he's going to be asked. He's going to be called upon even more. I think we could see the emergence of a, a Mr. Siakam this year, um, potentially an All Star, and uh, I, I think the Raptors will still finish pretty high in the Eastern Conference. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question for surprise team, but maybe a surprise well, like compared because, to what yeah, surprise without Kawhi Leonard, they're in a very different place than they were last year. So right. I don't think that they're expected to do what they did last year, which obviously was win the NBA Finals. So. Yeah, they're not going to do better than that, but right. I think they're going to be better than people think. So my team this year mm-hmm. is my surprise team is actually the Miami Heat. Okay. So I feel like they could surprise a lot of people. They they chose to kind of just be a meddling team and kind of compete as opposed to tanking last year. Right. They got their superstar. They added Jimmy Butler. Now, Butler was not a good fit in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I do think he's a good fit in Miami in that, like, Pat Riley mentality of just, I want to win, give me the ball. Yeah. And he's a guy who needs the ball in his hands. He doesn't like to be second, third, fourth fiddle. He wants to be the primary go-to guy. He's shown in the past that he can put a decent team on his back as well. And I think in Miami, it's the perfect spot because while he has solid role players around him, you've got Justice Winslow, who's extremely versatile, can play point guard, shooting guard, small forward, even almost a little power forward. You've got um, Adebayo, who uh, did an admirable job filling in um, at center last year when Whiteside was down, and I think he's mm-hmm. one of the more underrated centers. And then you've got Drajic, who's perfectly fine to play without the ball. He's not your typical point guard. He's more of a scoring point guard anyway, and not a huge assist point guard. Right. Um, Olnick does Kelly Olnick does a little bit of everything. You've got Waiters who can shoot. James Johnson, uh, the rookie hero, can shoot. And so I feel like there's lots of role players. But no star, and that's a perfect place for Jimmy Butler to step in and just carry that team. I think I like that pick because I agree with you that the Heat have always been filled with a bunch of guys who are above average, but they're always missing that that piece. I mean, they used to have Dwayne Wade, but he obviously got old, mm-hmm. um, and it's like they were well, always. And they good, had the LeBron and Chris yeah. Bosh, you know. Yeah, and so yeah, Butler's probably gonna, they're going to let him take all the shots that he wants. And when, you remember when he was on the Bulls. He was a beast. Yeah, he's a great all-around player. He's shown that he can carry a team, and I think he's got the supporting cast around him to do that. So I like the Heat to surprise. I'm not saying they're winning at all, but I just think they could uh, make the playoffs and, you know, surprise some people this year. Yeah. So coming off the bench, who do you like for NBA sixth man this season? Okay. This is not a homer pick. This is a... this is my honest I don't opinion. I like that you feel the need to, to preface your answer with that. Where, where, where are you going with this? 
Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogey. Of the Sacramento Kings. I like it. Convince me. Okay, well, I don't know if you tuned in to the FIBA Basketball World Cup uh, recently. I, I mean, I didn't wake up super early to watch the games, but I did see a lot of the highlights and I looked at stats. Bogey was killing it, Matt. Um, 22.9 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, 4.4 assists for Team Serbia. Uh, torching teams, torch Team USA. Um, I, I don't know. I... I I don't know if this is wishful thinking, but uh, I mean the stats that I just read, you know, they back it up a little bit. I think Bogey's making a jump this year, and he's coming off our bench, and he's going to anchor the bench, and I think he's going to be a key not only for the Kings, but you know, and then, but I just I could see him being six man. I can I can see it. Okay, I like that pick. That's bold. I, yeah. I never would have thought Bogey for sixth man this year. I like that. At least a candidate. Okay, if he he might not win it, but I think he's going to be in the conversation. Okay, that's yeah. fair. What about you? So, I I like Derrick Rose. Um, you know, he joined Detroit this year. Assuming he comes off the bench, um, he was solid last year for Minnesota. He played 27 minutes a game. Now he did have to fill in for a while in a starting role, um, but mm-hmm. you know he filled in admirably. But when he when he played, uh, even off the bench, he was solid. So he averaged 18 points a game last year. Yeah, you know, kind of, um, kind of flew under the radar. He averaged four point three assists. Um, so, I, I just feel like he is somebody who a lot of people had written off, including myself. If I'm being honest, you know, mm-hmm. I just thought with the injuries that he was an extremely talented player yeah. who was just washed up because of injuries, and he came back and pleasantly surprised us by proving uh, proving the naysayers wrong. So, uh, assuming that Rose comes off the bench this year behind Reggie Jackson in Detroit, I like Derrick Rose as a, uh, again, like you just mentioned, in the conversation or a finalist to be sixth right. man. I mean, the guy who always wins it is, is Lou Williams from the Clippers. Um, yeah. And, and uh, he, he'll probably win it again. But He's the Michael Phelps of sixth man award. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we could take this angle, and, and the, I mean, last year, he was everything for the Clippers because they didn't have Kawhi Leonard. They didn't have Paul George. He was coming off the bench. A lot of times the Clippers would win games by coming back from 20 points in the fourth quarter, and he was leading those comebacks. Right. They're not going to be doing that this year because they're going to be blowing teams out of the water. Mm-hmm. So is Lou Williams going to be called upon like he was last year and the year before that? Certainly you would have to think his role is going to diminish if you add one superstar at the caliber of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, let alone both of them. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he was he was finishing games. He was taking shots down the stretch. I feel like that's got to be Kawhi or Paul George now. Yeah. I think Lou Williams will always have a role on that team, mm-hmm. but it's got to be a smaller role than the past. It's bogey's so, time. Bogey's time to shine. Or D-Rose. Bogey or D-Rose. <laughs> so which player do you like to make the biggest splash on their new team. So out of the free agent signings from this offseason, mm-hmm. who do you like to make the biggest splash, biggest impact on their new team? Uh, I'm going to go all the way east over to a, a team that is probably going to be super bad in the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I'm picking Terry, Terry, Scary Terry Rozier. Um, he took a backseat last year in Boston to Kyrie 
wasn't too happy about it. I don't know if you remember the postseason before uh, when Kyrie got hurt, but he was a monster and he led that team and, and they weren't even expected to get past the first round really. And they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, on uh, And Rozier had a lot to do with that. Um, in that postseason, as a starter, he scored over 16 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Yeah, he, he can do a little bit of everything, and he's kind of a guy that doesn't get a lot of attention for p- playing on a big market East Coast team. He was never one of the bigger names, but he was mm-hmm. just putting up solid numbers on a night-to-night yeah. basis for them. I like that pick. Yeah, I like his energy, his hustle. Um, he's not scared. And, and I think you know, in Charlotte, he's gonna he, he has the keys to the offense. Kemba's not there anymore. Um, I think he could... He could be a sneaky uh, potential all-star this year. I'm not saying he will be, but I think he's going to be nice. I like it. So my biggest player goes along with my sleeper team. I feel like if the Miami Heat are to take that step forward this year, mm-hmm. it has to be on the shoulders of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So they're... Uh, his success is directly correlated and hinged to the Miami Heat success. And so um, I'm just doubling down. <laughs> and if I choose the Heat, I'm choosing Butler. Um, you know, we, we talked about him earlier. He can do a lot of different things, primarily score. He wants the ball. Solid player. I think this is a good landing spot for him. And I think he makes a big impact right out of the gates in Miami. All right. Are you a Heat fan or what? Uh, <laughs> heat fan? Uh, I, I like what they're going to, what they have the potential to do this year. Yeah. So. And speaking of potential, let's shift it over to the Sacramento Kings side. Yeah. We are a Kings podcast, right? Right. So let's make a couple predictions regarding our very own Sacramento Kings. Who do you think is going to be the Kings' most valuable player this season? Um, I'm going to go Buddy Heald. Uh, I feel like he was last year. He had most points per game. His three-point percentage was awfully high. Walton has mentioned that they're going to shoot a record, like a, at least a Kings record number of threes, and Buddy's going to be given a, a neon green light to do that. And so I think he's going to have more shots, more opportunities. I can see Buddy being a beast this year. I like that. You just think he's going to shoot the lights out. Unleash it. He did average 20.7 a game last year. Uh, there's no question that he is uh, one of our top scorers, if not our top scorer this year. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to need him to win to help us win some games. All-star Buddy healed. I like it. All-star <laughs> Buddy healed. Uh, my pick is... Deer and Fox, and oh, yeah. I think that the he took a huge jump into year two mm-hmm. from one to two last year, which was uh, desperately needed. And I think that the offense runs through him. Obviously, he's the point guard, but he also pushes the tempo. He just has that blinding speed, um, and he going with the theme that we were talking about earlier. If he could just shoot a little bit better, if right. he just could improve that jumper, he would be deadly because nobody can keep up with him no you know he can fly by most players and so if he could just create some space with that threat of going by but be able to step back and hit those mid-range those 18 footers like yeah i think you'd be looking at a potential all i mean the the west is stacked with all-stars at the point especially at the guard position yeah yeah but but all-star caliber player is what i was was going for so um i'm I'm gonna say that deer and fox is the king's mvp this year real quick um I'm hoping that Dwayne Dedman is the Kings MVP this year. Okay, newcomer. It's not really a realistic pick, but uh, my son, who's five, his name's Roman. Roman. You know that, but maybe not everybody does. Um, He's really excited about the new Kings players. He's been asking me, he says, Dad, is Dwayne Dedman better than Steph Curry? 
And then he says, is Dwayne Dedman better than Kevin Durant? And I answer, yes. And so... <laughs> you, you Okay. I'm, I mean, if I he said, is Dwayne Dedman than Will, better than Willie Cauley-Stein, that's an obvious yes. But yeah. Curry and Durant, you tell him yes? Well, I don't know. I have high hopes for Dedman. And so I, I don't want to let uh, my apparently. I don't want to let my son down. Um, I don't think it's always bad to lie to your kids, but in this case, well, I, you know, you could twist that a little bit because this year I yeah. think it's safe to say that Deadman will be better than Durant. I don't know <laughs> He's about Curry. Score more points. I, I don't know about Curry. All right, but Durant. Okay, I, I could, so I'll, I, can, I can amend my my Curry statement to Roman. There's still time before the season. Right. You, you you've I'll, still I'll, got time to make this right, Matt. <laughs> All right, what's next? So next up is most improved player on the Kings. Um, well, I said the sixth man of the year could be Bogdan Bogdanovich, so I'm going to go with go Bogey. Bogey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like Bagley. I just uh, it's more of a um, uh, a hope than like any kind of statistical based intuition or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. kind of uh, we saw Fox take that second year jump last year that was he crucial did. and helpful to the team. Um, if the Kings are going to make the playoffs, I feel like Bagley needs to make that jump as well. I believe you've mentioned that in previous episodes. And mm-hmm. so I'm just really hoping that he does take that jump and that Bagley is the most improved. And he was already not bad last year. So oh, this is yeah. kind of a, you know, like I, I hope he takes it to the next level. That would be great. So, yeah. Who do you think gets the most technical fouls on the Kings? Most technical fouls. I'm going to go with Harry Giles. I think based on the, based yeah. on his hair, I feel like maybe he's got a l- little bit of attitude or something like that. I, I, no, a little I, edge to him, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Why I not? See him Giles. a little grumpy. Yeah. I, we don't really get that many technicals as a team, which is kind of, I guess that's Now that Cousins is gone. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a slam dunk if he was still there. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go or, f- or our test. We had our test, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fighting in the stands. Uh, uh, I'm going to go Fox. Okay. I can see him getting. Maybe he's uh, feeling himself this year. You think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder that they're not letting him wear the uh, the ninja headband this year? That's right. I hate that. You know, he looks so good in that. I think he's a little faster. Really? They're they're worried about safety issues. Yeah. Come on. Come on, NBA. Yeah. Killing me. All right. Well, that wraps up our predictions for this year. So, uh, Matt, let's jump into some news and notes. Let's do it. Wait, what? News. All right, Matt. So who's doing what? First up, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, are allegedly looking to trade Stephen Adams for a draft pick, a young player, and some salary relief. And this is according to Sean Devaney, uh, who's an NBA writer for Heavy.com. Hmm. And uh, the rumor is that the Thunder wanted bogey in a pick. Ooh. To which I would say, go fish. Yeah. I think I would say that too. I, I like our Deadman, you know. Better yeah, than I Durant. Just, it doesn't make sense. It uh, doesn't fill a need for us. And yeah. Well, I mean, he could rebound a lot, but he's not going to stretch the floor shooting. And uh, Yeah. I, no, he's yeah. a great player. I And his defense too. I just think I'd rather stick with, yeah. with Bogey. I might be biased. I'd rather stick with Bogey. Yeah, I like Bogey. Well, okay. In other news, uh, your favorite player, Willie Cauley-Stein, sprained his left foot in a pickup game and uh, was in a walking boot during media day. Um, 
he will miss familiar to me for some reason yeah he will miss training camp and will be out until at least late october get better willie never like to see a player injured um he did make an interesting comment the other day kind of throwing some shade at sack he said my whole past four years with the kings was like being in a time chamber whatever that is Uh, i had to learn the league in the mud compared to this as soon as you come across the bridge you feel a winning mentality I'm not entirely sure how to interpret that. Uh, I feel like there's a n- underlying negative tone there. It seems like uh, it, yeah. What yeah. the heck, Willie? Yeah. I, I know at least with me the feeling's mutual. I, I don't know how the rest <laughs> of Sacramento feels, but no, that was that was kind of uh, unclassy of him, right? I mean, he might get booed next time he comes in. Yeah, that was a little bit one. of a cheap shot. I mean, yeah. I get that he's going to be a little bit upset but to come out of the gates in the preseason firing shots at the city that drafted him high and gave him a chance yeah come on willie so kyle kuzma is sidelined indefinitely with a foot injury uh this injury was uh, sustained while practicing with team usa Mm. um and uh that makes me grateful that there's been no injuries to barnes um right because he played the whole time with them in the, the fiba world cup so Thank you, Barnes, for staying healthy. I'm also okay that Fox and Bagley didn't play the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that would, that's just worst-case scenario. You go over there for some exhibi- exhibition play, you're playing hard, and then Kuzma's not it, even able to join the team. It would have been cool and entertaining to watch them play, but yeah. how would Kings fans be feeling if they had gotten injured playing right. in that? So. Yeah. Speaking right. of injuries, Paul George will miss the beginning of the season. Mm. Recovering from shoulder surgeries. That's not just one, that's two. He had both shoulders, probably from carrying OKC all of last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's targeting a November return. Okay. So he could just miss a few weeks, it sounds like, and yeah. it's not like the Clippers are going to be hurting. Obviously, he's going to be a huge <laughs> difference maker when he comes back, but uh, yeah, I'm sure I have a feeling they got a couple guys that can carry the load until yeah. he gets back. <laughs> uh, Harry Giles did not make the trip to India due to some soreness in his left knee. MRI results have indicated that no, uh, no new findings. And oh, this good. appears to be just a precautionary thing. Uh, still not the news you want to hear, but yeah, I mean know, he's could been be injury plagued since he was, you know, in college, and that's not good. I yeah, mean, he's one of the young guys that we definitely need to stay healthy this year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I heard some rumblings of you know maybe they just didn't want to put him on a plane for twenty hours. You know, the elevation and pressure on the um, on the joints and things like that. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's even true, but I heard it somewhere. Uh, I don't know. So um, last but not least, what do we got, Maddie? Kings. They're going to play their first preseason game uh, October 4th. Is that tomorrow? It is, yeah. So unless you're listening to this like right now. Uh, I don't know. think that's possible. <laughs> but uh, and it's at 630 in the morning, uh, which I will not be awake. You will be. Um, they're in Mumbai, India, which is cool. First NBA game ever that is in India. Cool. Um Game two, though, you can you can catch that one. It's on the 5th, Saturday, 6.30 a.m. So if you're not doing anything on Saturday... I can't say that I'll catch tip-off, uh, although if my kids have anything to say about it... I think I I'm just going to watch so. the highlights of Marvin Bagley doing 360s. I like that. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into our new segment here, Matt. We're, we're going to do something that we like to call buzzer beater. Mm. And what this is, is it's just a, a fun little... Um, kind of a game show themed uh, 
segment where what we're going to do is we're going to ask each other questions rapid fire style. Okay. And they're not fact questions. They're opinion questions. Got it. Uh, you've written down some questions. I've written down some questions. We have not seen each other's questions we yet. We have not. No. There's no scoring system or anything. This is just for pure entertainment, buffoonery, and fun. So we're just going to fire off as many questions as we can at each other in uh, 30 seconds. I'm ready. And have some fun answering them. So you ready to you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's get into some buzzer beater. Let's do it. Buzzer beater. All right, Matt. Who has the best hair on the Sacramento Kings? <laughs> Corey Joseph. Other than Michael Jordan, who is the greatest player of all time, in your opinion? <sighs> LeBron James. Best basketball movie of all time? Hoosiers. Which team has the best-looking uniforms in the NBA? <sighs> Kings. Kings down one, three seconds on the clock. Who gets the ball? Buddy. Who's going to lead the Kings in scoring this year? Buddy. If you could interview any Kings player, who would it be? Ah, uh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> buddy. Oh, I when in doubt, say buddy. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So, best basketball movie of all time, Hoosiers. That, that was a solid pick. Yeah. I like uh, can, can I confess something? Yeah. I've never seen it. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just heard it's the best tell, one. Tell me, you did, okay, you went chalk. You you yeah. haven't seen Hoosiers? No. Okay, before our next episode, I, I think I have that movies. movie. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. You have to watch Hoosiers. All right, well, I'll give a full report on it. Were there any honorable mentions? I mean, Space Jam. That's the only one that came to mind, to be Air honest. Bud. Yeah, or Court, uh, Coach Carter, I like that one. I was just going to say, I love Coach yeah. Carter. Yeah. Um, you yeah, had me under the, I was in the pressure cooker. <laughs> you were on the hot seat. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. You ready for At yours? least you didn't say buddy for other than MJ best of all time. That yeah. would have been a little bit of a I reach, really didn't so. want to say LeBron, but I, I I feel like he, he kind of is. Okay. Yeah, I know you're not a huge fan, so that's that, yeah. that's big of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's flip it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Here you go. All right. Will the Kings win a championship within the next five years, Matt? Yes. Would you rather listen to Carmichael Dave or Grant Napier on the radio? That's close. I'm going to go Carmichael Dave. Name a player's jersey you wouldn't be caught dead wearing. Shaquille O'Neal Lakers. And if you see Shaq in the mall, do you ask for an autograph? Absolutely not. Okay. What's the best Gatorade flavor? Orange. Do you own a cowbell? Yes, I do. Whoa. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I feel like it... I feel like I have to provide some context there. <laughs> so it's a small one. A couple years ago, I was invited to run a half marathon in Sacramento okay. called the Urban Cow yeah. Half Marathon. And the medal that they give you for finishing the race yeah. is a little cowbell that goes around your neck. Oh, okay. So not really Kings related, but you do own a cowbell. I do own a cowbell. It's not massive or anything. It's probably like four or five inches tall. You should and wear it to the next Kings game you go to. I should. I could wear it around my neck, huh? Yeah. What cowbell. <laughs> I, you, you lost it there. You weren't expecting me to say I own a cowbell. I wasn't. See, but, I was supposed to be tripping you up, and you ended up tripping me up. That was I, funny. I own a cowbell. So. <laughs> so there's Buzzer Beater. That was fun. I like that. I do, I yeah. Bring that one back at some point. So 
Uh, that's about all the time we have this time. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We're uh, getting ready to, to grind it out here. Season's coming up. We're yep. going to try to drop some weekly content with game previews and reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe on your podcast app. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And that's all we have this time. Until next time, I'm Matt, he's Matt, and this is the Sack Lunch Podcast. <laughs>